So here we are, episode five of Thoughts on Leadership. My name is Jamar Reyes. I'm here with Jens Nielsen. And today we are talking about culture and culture in business being the main theme. So Jens, your career, uh, your illustrious career, and even the work that you're doing today, you know, we've talked about this. Culture is really uh, an important, ubiquitous thing in doing business. Yes, it is. Culture, I would say, is, uh, is definitely uh, not an important part. It's the most important part of, uh, of business. Uh, it's, uh, it's very closely connected to uh, values. It's very closely connected to the, the purpose and the vision uh, of a company and the mission, for that sake, uh, or matter. Uh, so so uh, culture is the, the very foundation. And it's also... Uh, an area where I've seen, uh, I mean, I've been living many years abroad, I've been working for uh, in different cultures, and I've seen uh, examples where, where it can go uh, really well, but I've definitely also seen examples where it goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, to give an example, I've been, I've been uh, working and living in, in Hong Kong, so working in Asia, and we had lots of uh, business uh, conversation with the, uh, with with Asian uh, nationalities, uh, Chinese, Japanese, Hong Kong Chinese, uh, Indian, Indonesian. So just lots of people. And, and, and I remember my business partner and I, we would come out of a meeting with, with maybe some Chinese or Japanese uh, uh, suppliers. And, and we were like selling our ideas and we were negotiating and so on. And we would come out of a meeting and we would look at each other and say, tell me, did this go really, really well, or did it go horribly wrong? We could, just couldn't tell. We couldn't tell because we couldn't detect the uh, body language. We couldn't detect the the tone of voice, the the uh, the faces, and the reactions. Uh, I've learned uh, from from living uh, in Asia that that uh, laughing about uh, something in a in a meeting or a situation of a comment that uh, that I make or something I do is not necessarily. Uh, Actually, definitely not because they think I'm I'm funny. No, I'm not funny. I'm embarrassing. Yeah. So, uh, and if you're sitting there thinking, oh God, I'm really cracking some good jokes here and I'm really funny, and and they actually giggle a little bit because uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, So it could be devaluing your value. It it will be. Big time. And and again, uh, here we have uh, uh, in a a cultural environment as well, Mm. uh, every communication, every branding, every Mm. marketing activity that you do is uh, is happening on the terms of the receiver. And if you don't Mm. understand the the culture and the the values of the receiver, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and yeah. uh, it's, it's not going to work. And I think that's one of the main reasons why mm. we see uh, a lot of business failures, a lot of uh, European companies, American companies moving to Asia who mm. are uh, not succeeding. Uh, but, but again, uh, we, can have, uh, we can have very, this is long distance, a big global cultural differences. Uh, mm. You can even have that in... Uh, in uh, if you look at Scandinavia, a lot of, of non-Scandinavians, they look at uh, Scandinavia as one unified culture, one mm-hmm. unified market, <coughs> excuse me. And um, 
and uh, think that you can make a, a marketing campaign and a branding campaign that is mm. just covering all all the Scandinavian markets. So why don't we do that? So that doesn't work. Mm. I mean, there has been no other two countries in Europe that has been more at war with each other than Denmark and Sweden. Over time. Over time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, of course, we have really close neighbors yeah. now and yeah. uh, also geographically, and, and there are lots of similarities yeah. and we are huge business partners and cultural yeah. partners as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's but just there, a, there is a difference. difference. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, just this week, we, uh, I organized uh, together with uh, FDIH and, uh, and IH uh, the same two presentations in both Copenhagen and in uh, Aarhus, which is what the second biggest city of Denmark, and um, and and the difference between the two. I mean, it's virtually the same presentation given twice. Was the way that it was received, and that's really important when you say it's uh, the impact is on on how the message is received rather than how it's how it's delivered. But you know, the Copenhagen uh, that's still rated quite highly, um, but we could sense that. You know, it was a it was another room. It wasn't our normal place, and there was kind of like a different uh, different in, engagement. But again, it was it was really highly received. Uh, in uh, in Aarhus, it was kind of even. Again, it was well received because uh, I don't do bad events. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I've done enough. I've done enough bad events there in my past. I've been at them. They were good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, and. Um, and and this one was was well received. But one thing I noticed in the audience, because I'm usually hosting, and and uh, the way that I say it to the speakers, my job is to make you guys look good and make the room feel comfortable. Um, was that the audience was a lot more intent? And I was talking to a few other people. And it's like you know, in in all this, it's a different vibe. We don't have the busy nature. We're not rushed. When we commit that we're going to somewhere to a business park to hear a talk. You know they've made the time to get there and it's not easy to get to it's not as if they're catching a bike and they've got other commitments it's they're there and they're investing their time and the questions that were asked and the people that i was sitting with while the others were talking to there was just a, a much greater depth and i've been told that that's the difference in how business is done in a big busier city you, you don't have the time to take things at a deeper level in the normal daytime whereas um, in, in a more satellite city where it's almost a semi-rural area um, yeah th there is uh, it's the, the span of getting somewhere you get there you make a commitment you know uh, the, the first one in Copenhagen was in this middle of Copenhagen so people rode their bikes there or they got there by train or bus but everything else was close by to get out so people rushed out the door um, and you know it was, it was great to make great contacts in both cities but it seems like there is a cultural difference within how business is done within a country as well. And I've also noticed that from Sydney and Melbourne uh, as well. Um, and uh, and it's, it's something, something to be, you know, as you do business, to, to be aware of. Yes. So. And it's very important when you also... Uh, I managed uh, offices in London and Cornwall. Uh, and we, we, of course, we are aiming to make uh, to make it one office and one culture, and and mm. you know, uh, it's just really, really difficult mm. because uh, there will always be this uh, distance. And mm. uh, Cornwall was far away from London. London is a mm. world city, <coughs> and um, and these things are just. Uh, 
they're really hard to get uh, to harmonize. And yeah. we were talking about in another uh, episode about failure, and I think this is where where failure happens really often. That that mm. it just doesn't people leadership doesn't succeed in making uh, creating a, a common culture across mm. border or internally across regions. No. Uh, I mean, but it's nothing new with that. No. You know, you have you've had villages uh, yeah. fighting each other for, yeah, yeah. For, for hundreds of years. Well, so yeah. uh, so it's it's like that, and yeah. it's everything again when it drills down to yeah. a, a very local level. But again, it has it has implications of how you run your organization, how you run your business, how you run your sales and marketing mm. campaigns. You have to be really observant. Uh, about cultural differences, mm. try to understand them. It's your obligation, your mm. duty as a leader to understand different cultures, mm. to uh, how you behave in different organizations mm. in different countries yeah. as a leader, how you behave in your marketing and brand messages and your sales pitch in different markets mm -hmm. because what you try to say and sell with humor uh, or self-irony in one market Uh, would be se seen as taking us at face value in another market where mm. they don't have that uh, culture of, of laughing at themselves or something mm. where, where irony is just it's not understood mm. uh, and uh, and it's, I'm not saying that one market is better than the other and one culture is better than the yeah. other because it's just that yeah. what I'm saying is that you have to really understand what you're dealing with yeah. and understand culture because yeah. it's a Ooh. very foundation of organizational development yeah. And business development. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's the context, right? And different vertical markets will have a different context. And I know that, uh, like working in in something like Saxo Bank, it was, you know, this is where you're you're managing people's fortunes. So there is, there is a time for irony and uh, and and humor. I mean, one one example I had was uh, was uh, I was meeting a one of the senior directors there, and uh, and he's a high achiever and all that stuff, but he's very much a straight talker and can be seen as a cold person. So I thought I'd try and break that up a bit. And I said to him, I knew he was a golfer. And I thought, okay, this is something we connect on. I haven't played golf for a long time. Mm. But I said to him, um, so I, I hear you play golf. And I said, yes, I do. And and um, I said, no, that's that's great as well. And he goes, oh, do you play? And I said, yeah, I, I have played and I enjoy it. I haven't played it recently. And he said to me, uh, so what's your handicap? And I said, oh, uh, my swing. <laughs> and, and there was that moment of silence where yes. I actually someone said um, that was actually a joke I actually had to say <laughs> and he looked at me and he went oh I get it <laughs> kind of thing yes and then I was saying that was a very fast lesson of um, you know even when you are talking on personal terms you know that, that whole self laughing at oneself uh, in, in that environment you know we, we had to so that almost because there I was leading the um The, uh, the 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 um, content marketing initiative with tradingfloor.com, mm -hmm. which was their uh, site that they were using for for content marketing community engagement, which is something that I specialize in. And so, what you do is you develop the persona that you need to be. So, I would be hosting, you know, short TV segments, uh, two to five minutes, and there was no room for jokes in that. It would be uh, good afternoon. My name is Jamar Reyes. I'm here from tradingfloor.com, and today. We're going to talk about the effect of quantitative easing in the eurozone and the effect on the the regional economy. You know, and it was stuff that I had no idea I was talking about, but I had to speak with authority. Yes. Um, and you know, just couldn't joke with the guys, even though we would joke before they would come on 
on screen and or whatever to loosen them up a bit. So I'd use humor to loosen up the talent. Yeah. But as soon as the red light was on, bang into character. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, that's how it is. And so as you say, the context is is totally really important. And uh, if you get it wrong, it is horrible. But if yeah. you get it right, it it works. Yeah. amazingly and 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 yeah. that's that's why uh understanding and have the and invest into understanding other cultures being at a very micro level mm. in a sector or a group of people or a society or a, a part of the world this is just uh it's pivotal it's, yeah. it's just yeah. uh, absolutely very important so and and we, we brought up another point of uh in terms of culture in terms of work practices and you know, I've recently read the book by uh, by John Doerr, uh, Measure What Matters. So, so, so Doerr is basically uh, one of the, the, I suppose, the movers and shakers within getting Google to where it is today, uh, coming from Intel and uh, taking this practice that he got from his mentor, Andy Groves, of using uh, objectives and key results. Uh, and if, you, if anyone knows a Googler, you can ask them, uh, how your object, how your OKRs going, and they will, yeah, the Googlers that I, the former Googlers I've spoken to, they say, wow, I missed those. I, I actually could measure my performance, and you didn't have this quarterly review where it wasn't, you know, there, it was all subjective rather than than stuff. So, um, but the thing with objectives and key results is they were rolled out to the company from the top down. Uh, and, uh, and and your example was interesting, where you yeah. also worked with uh, objectives and key results. Oh man, I mean, I was it's a total opposite. Uh, uh, I'm sure the intentions were good, or maybe not. But it was an uh, an eye gaming company. Uh, quite recently, uh, they they introduced OKRs, and uh, and the management were openly uh, admitting or even joking with, uh, <laughs> I haven't done my OKRs yet, but uh, you should do them, and uh, it's yeah. important and. Right. And you could just feel how that spread into the organization. Everyone would just laugh and say, well, I don't want to do my OKRs because uh, yeah. my, my, our senior management, our C-level so suite, the really they're close. almost bragging about not doing it. And uh, and it's just uh, the worst example of bad leadership that you can imagine. Yeah. So OKRs are, are, are great when they work and when they come from the top and then they, it's, it's again, walk the talk, We've said it so many times. And it's just also a cultural thing that you, if you have that, that you uh, uh, that you, uh, you you take the first step as a leader mm. and, and believe in it, mm. then everyone will follow because yeah. that makes you a great leader. You are the general. You go to you go yeah. with the yeah, flag yeah. into the battlefield yeah. here, and uh, and you do that for the right reasons. But if you do it just to show that you are, uh, uh, we have it's to do box. this. I've heard we have to do this, so we'll yeah. do it. But uh, I don't yeah. believe in it, so yeah. I, and I don't give a toss about it. Yeah. So, so, so business culture really is, you know, top-down driven, right? I mean, yes. you can really feel if good leadership or bad leadership, whatever culture they bring on, really yeah. gets filters uh, downwards or upwards or across the company. Yes, and also to respect as a leader to respect and and get be interested in the 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 culture. The diversity of the culture in your organization, mm. be it in, a, in one country or in one city or in, in one building. Or having people to, from different cultures. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, a, a very important thing to have in our global globalized world. Uh, and uh, 
in this country, it's, it's, uh, it's holding us back that we are not good enough at attracting foreign uh, workforce to, to work here. Mm. Uh, and to to get it integrated, mm. uh, and it's it's uh, mm. it's also a cultural thing, and yeah. uh, so so I think it's uh, that's something where we as a nation here should improve a lot because yeah. uh, uh, we we're not going to be strong enough from our ex- we don't have critical mass here in in a small country in mm. Denmark with five million inhabitants to mm. uh, to survive. We we have to rely on getting uh, the brains mm. like you, Jomar, coming in and and adding to the equation here. Thank you for the compliment. But, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really it's really yeah. important. Uh, so, uh, so so you weren't you you weren't using humor there by any <laughs> chance or, or sarcasm. <laughs> Not sarcasm. I never, I never use sarcasm. I, I don't like sarcasm because, uh, again, in, in my culture at least, the, mm. the difference between irony and sarcasm is sarcasm has an evil streak. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't like that part of, uh, uh, of things. But, but irony, uh, yeah. I'm using a lot. Uh, and I must say, uh, and I must admit, mm. it has gotten me into trouble sometimes. Yeah. But that's, that's the other thing, isn't it? Uh, irony and uh, sarcasm are a part of whilst sometimes it's seen a part of the personality, can often be a part of the culture for good or for worse, right? Yes, yes. So that's, that's where, where one does need to be careful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, that's, uh, that's really important. So, and uh, again, if we get very concrete in terms of, for example, making marketing and branding campaigns in a, in a region mm. uh, or in a, yeah, like in Europe, uh, I think it's very important as a global brand who wants to be uh, efficient or effective in your uh, branding or marketing activities, sales activities, is that you respect that you have to have feet on the ground locally, nationally at least, in, in, in each different market, even though you think it's, ah, it's the same thing, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's the same. Schisma in uh, Benelux, uh, mm-hmm. you know, three different countries, we just refer to them as one, Benelux and Nordics. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, Dach, uh, German, mm. Austria, Switzerland. I mean, they are not the same. And no. uh, so, if if you you want efficiency, you as a leader and in your business. Mm. Uh, so, from a strategic point of view, it's really really important that you have that basis uh, in your thinking in everything yeah. you do. Yeah. You can't. You know, there's no there's no free lunch there. No, 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 no. no. So and, and, and culture in, in the sense as you're talking about with the marketing, I mean also I was bringing up a bit earlier, you know, with the people as well, a lot of companies and, you know, whilst you say like in, in Denmark, it, it, it has been uh, like, it is a bit of a challenge in terms of bringing that diversity. One thing I can say is that it's slowly getting a lot better. I mean, when I moved back here in 2010, I was expecting to, to be working behind a bar or cleaning uh uh, houses for the next five to ten years, um, but I was the, the day I got my working permit, uh, permit was the day I was uh, working, you know, in, uh, in 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 the corporate world. So, I, but in that respect, I think uh, where Denmark and maybe the Nordics to some degree having having the leadership in terms of bringing cross cultural minds into a workplace. Uh, is a great opportunity. And I think you brought up a point where if you are in a country that is not that large, um, the direction a company needs to be taken, especially if it is looking at global markets, is to have a global mindset and a global culture internally as well, right? Yeah, and and you can say that 
in Scandinavia as a whole, our, our organizations are very flat. Uh, there's, mm. there's a high degree of trust and mm. uh, empowerment in the in the organizational structure mm. and the Absolutely. businesses. And and if you get uh, people coming here to work, specialists or all the ones you want from 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 other countries that are, you know, culturally different. It can be from company uh, countries where where there there are strong. Uh, leaders or dictators even yes, and, and very, you, hierarchical. You, very hierarchical and you bring them into this it takes a bit of time for 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 other culturals other cultures and and people who come from that to adapt into and actually to uh, appreciate so you have to be as a as a, a scandinavian organization you have to be very aware that it can be a huge shock we mm. think it's a good thing that the organization is mm. flat there's a lot of trust I mean, mm. basically, it's my belief as well. Mm. It's of course good, yes. but it can just be such a cultural change yes. for those people that they they don't actually believe. Can it be like this? Mm. And, but if you do it well, and I've seen really good examples of that, uh, uh, the, the joy of, uh, uh, of what they pe- the the people they experience when they come into this kind of of, of society and organization is amazing. They mm. they they think it's better than they'd ever dreamt of. Yeah. And uh, on that note, uh, yeah, that's a good way to end off uh, this particular segment on on cultures uh, and being aware and using culture as a positive thing. Yes, and be observant, be really aware. It's the center of everything. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks, guys.